Well, welcome again to another podcast, Down to Earth, but Heavenly Minded, and I'm your host, Irvish. And today we're going to be looking at this question that was on my cover page. Is it wrong for a Christian to have a roommate of the same or the opposite sex? Well, in today's age, almost the same sex. (laughs) Depends on what your uh, situation is. Well, let's uh, let's just look at this question, and the answer can be found on gotquestions.org. So with that said, I'm just going to answer that question. The opposite sex roommates or housemates biblically allowed, uh, is it allowable? I mean, does the Bible really allow it? Uh, you know, back in the days uh, when the Bible was written, There was no real uh, problem back then. People weren't going off to college and uh, having situations. Well, financially and social struggles lead many singles to consider roommates with friends or both genders. But the Christian often wonders whether this is wise or not. So, is it really a good idea to room with somebody of the opposite sex. For the purpose of this article, and this was written in uh, God Questions, uh, the purpose for the article, we will refer to roommates as those who share the same living space, uh, but who maintain a strict relationship with no romantic or sexual uh, overtones. Uh, sexually involved roommates are clearly in violation of God's command. We know that for a fact. In fact, we read that in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 6, verse 18, where it says, Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexual immoral person sins against his own body or their own body. So we know that that's truly not what God wants. So, but if a man and a woman enjoy each other's company and have healthy sexual boundaries and would both benefit from sharing a house or an apartment, is there a clear biblical command against being roommates? What if they are more than two people in a house or apartment? Does that make a difference? Or what if the living arrangements is only intended for a few months or a year and not for a long long term or long period? How can Christians go about discerning the best way uh, forward uh, to a particular situation? I'm going to pause here just for a second. I got to clear my throat. Have a drink of coffee, and I'll be right back, so stay tuned. Well, I'm back, and uh, as we go forward, i got to say, you know, living arrangements were different when the Bible was penned. So no clear-cut command exists to address having the opposite-sex roommate in any given scenario. However, 
There does, this does not mean that there are no biblical principles that we can apply. When we know God and seek to please him, we want to know more than the bare minimum. We want to hear his every whisper and seek to obey it. So, as we consider the issue of the opposite gender roommates, we should examine the following passages. And we're going to be looking at four things here. And the first one is Romans uh, 13, 14, which says, But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh in regards to its lust. And that's the New American uh, 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 Bible that... Uh, the NASB, they call it. To make provision means to put ourselves into situations that our weak flesh may not be strong enough to combat. Like a 14-year-old boy and a girl lying alone in the dark watching a movie are making provisions for the flesh. They have put themselves in a compromising position where emotions and availability can combine for sinful effects. So true. So when two people of the opposite gender who already enjoy each other and get along well move in together and play house as though they were married, uh, they may be creating a situation neither really expects. Well, a girl walked through the house with only a towel wrapped around her. Uh, may create an unwanted desire in her roommate. A friendly, comforting hug from a guy when a woman is upset can easily turn into more than the right atmosphere. A question that all opposite sex roommates must answer honestly is this might be or this we be would make a provision for the flesh in pl uh, placing ourselves in such an intimate living uh, situation so moving on to point number two which is first corinthians 10 verses 31 through 33, says, whether, there, whether then you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all unto the glory of God. And I give no offense, and that's kind of an emphasis added, either to the Jew or to the Greek, or to the church of God, just as I also pleased all men in all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of the many, so that they may be saved. New American Standard uh, Bible again. Well, this is the kind of verse that separates cardinal babes in Christ, or babe, baby Christians, we're going to call them, from those who are truly desiring to honor God. The verse frees us to limit ourselves, but not a list of do's and don'ts. 
but by the law of liberty, which is found in James 2.12. In fact, I can't even read it. So speak and so act as those who are to be judged under the law of liberty. Okay, now, to give offense is to be a stumbling block to others. That is, to hinder someone walk with God. Uh, the natural question to accompany this verse is this. By having an opposite-sex uh, roommate, might I be hindering someone's walk with God? Will those who know I am a Christian believe I am committed? I am committing sex, sexual sins by living with this person. Would we be giving offense to our families, our Christian friends, or our mentors? Are we glorifying God by living together with the opposite sex roommate? Well, the third point being. As even stronger warning about offending, offending was given by Jesus himself in Luke 17, 1. Think that uh, things that cause people to stumble are bound to come, but woe to anyone for whom they come. God takes it very seriously when someone causes an unbeliever or a babe in Christ to turn away from truth and, and violation his or her conscience. And we should take seriously, too, God holds us responsible to limit ourselves uh, in freedom in order not to cause others to stumble as they may as they make their way uh, towards Jesus. So the obvious question to ask ourselves is, this might be taking into the opposite sex roommate, limit my effectiveness as a Christian witness. So, the fourth thing we're going to look at is in uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.22, which says, abstain from all appearance of evil. And that's out of the King James Version. Some translations use the word uh, form of kind rather than uh, appearance, but the basic meaning of the verse is the same. This is a warning to avoid all Oh, evil altogether. Being aware of our witness to the world and of our duty to support fellow believers, we stay far away from anything that could lead us or others to sin. Suppose a person is walking along on the edge of a Grand Canyon, assuming he will not fall over the side. But that assumption is a foolish thing because it's based upon uh, factors. Uh, it is not based on factors outside of our control, such as wind gusts, shoe malfunction, dizziness, uh, rock slide. You know, 1 Thessalonians 5.22 instructs us 
to keep as far away from the edge of the canyon so that we won't be toppled by factors outside of our experience or expectation. We should be aware of our tendencies uh, towards sin. Rather, uh, that fitting with that, we will lead us to sin. We should take uh, preventive measures to avoid sin. Questions we should be asked are, is there anything about living as an opposite roommate that has the appearance of evil? Will people who do not know us well assume that we are living in sexual sin? And will that hinder our witness? So those are all the things that we have to consider. So in closing, for those who profess faith in Christ, lifestyle decisions often illustrate the validation of our profession. Culture seems, or uh, culture speaks with a loud voice, but it is always has been. Believers hear the voice of culture and reason and expectations, but they are more alluded to the voice of God. Listen to God's voice. Don't listen to the world. Uh, if we listen to God's voice, their lives uh, will be much better. Jesus has called us out of the culture to live extraordinary lives filled with surrender, struggle, and self-sacrifice. Matthew 10, 34-39, good verses to read. Romans 12, uh, 1 and 2. I'll just read those verses. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. When we ask him to rule our lives, then everything we do must pass his inspection. He does not settle for uh, simply getting a vote in our decision. Lordship is not a democracy. He is either Lord or we are. Uh, so we, it can, we can't have it both ways. Either he's Lord or we're Lord, one or the other. When faced with these situations, we can still find answers in his word if we truly want to find them. You know, you think about these things that uh, we just shared this morning, uh, and you think about what God wants for your life. Does he really want you to uh, live in a relationship or a situation with an opposite uh, sex roommate? I don't think so. I think his 
word is pretty clear. We can read and get the mind of God. So flee from evil. And when I say flee, I mean turn around and run as fast as you can in the other direction. Don't put yourself in a compromising position. So that's my advice for you today on my podcast. So have a great day and think about what we talked about today. If you are thinking about going off to college and sharing uh, a house or an apartment or something, uh, I don't think you should share it with somebody of the opposite sex. Bye for now.